0: KKFN and KKFN HD One, right. The five o'clock whistle, powered by Smart Local Union Nine Sheet Metal Workers.
1: (laughs) McLaughlin in there. Make it to him. Throw it to him. McLaughlin throws a rushing touchdown, and he'll dance into the end zone with a receiving touchdown. The Broncos into to their lead with five and a half to play. Give that man nine cents. He stopped on a dime.
0: Andrew Mason will join us in a little bit. And oops, they did it again. They lost in the last minute, but I don't care. It might sound like I care, but I seriously, Chad Brown, do not care. You kind of I, sound like you care, though. I I, I don't. You, I, you I, care from a culture perspective. It's I a, care about the team, and I want them to win. And I want good vibes to be out there. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Brittany. I'll tell you this, Brittany, and everybody. This game against the Rams is, like, useless. Sean McVay does not play the starters. Some of the starters aren't even showing up. I guess Cooper Cup is, but Aaron Donald's not. And they ain't playing anybody that matters at all.
1: So what happens if the Broncos play starters? Russell Wilson and the offense go out there. I think it's a mistake. I think it's an unnecessary... You think this offense is ready to go? You think no, Russell Wilson no. is ready
0: to go? It just is what it is. It's the way it goes. No, hell no. You know when they'll probably be ready to go? Just not to bum everybody out, but near the year of uh, year two, if you can get there with Sean Payne <laughs> and Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm laughing when you say the end of year three, but I'll right. give them... You know, it takes time just to... No, they're, not, they're definitely not ready. And they won't be ready. And thank God you got the Raiders at home because... If you're going to start with anybody, might might as well be that clown
1: show. So the risk-reward ratio for the third game for you is too much on the risk side.
0: Yeah, especially because you have these joint practices, which I'm a big fan of. I love joint practices, but look what's been going on with joint practices. Too many fights.
1: uh, Joint practices being canceled. Uh, I mean, I, I think this year... At the end of the season, the NFL will not allow you to have two joint practices in a row because fights happen on day two. You got beat. Your coach dog cussed you. Mm -hmm. And now you got to go out there and prove your manhood in a way that you won't be punished for. Because during the season, you fight another player, you get fined, Mm -hmm. your team gets penalized. Joint practices, there's no fines. Aaron Donald was literally swinging a deadly weapon last year when he was swinging an helmet around. And there's nothing comes of it. You
0: know what I love? I love that he can do that on the field. Nothing. Yes. But he takes like 15 steps off into the parking lot. And yes. He'd be going to jail for 10 years. Right. It's a fascinating society we live in. Yeah. <laughs> the stripes. Things change when you cross onto the and other side of the stripes. Maybe we should be happy Aaron Donald's not coming here for the joint practice. We now, should be. Now that you put it that way.
1: it's far as his offensive line play, they need a little bit more confidence. He would not inspire nor engender confidence what in that
0: we group. What are doing? We're killing ourselves to figure out who the last five guys are on the team and the 16-man practice squad. We don't know that now, of course. Of course we got
1: a really strong idea on that. The possibility of some roster move being made by what happens in, in week three of the preseason is remote. Very, very small percentage of possibility. But there is a chance for you to continue to get better as a football team. And that's where the coach has to weigh the risk-reward ratio of what's going to be more beneficial for my team.
0: I like what I saw out of Russell Wilson. I did. It was three for six. Should have been four for six. That, right. The drop pass. The right? drop pass would have gone for 20 yards. And, and listen, Javante had a okay rest of the game. Jaleel McLaughlin was uh, superstar status. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Superstar. For a preseason game? For a pre- That wasn't superstar status on a preseason okay. game? Bogandazzy you, 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 I mean, was some first numbers. You, first you, you
1: said to. superstar, but then you added the caveat of a preseason game. Okay, I
0: don't know, man. He averaged 6.4. He took a kickoff. He did muff a, a kickoff, but he took a kickoff back for 44, and he caught a couple passes. For a preseason game, for an undrafted dude, it looked great. Are you I know. kidding me?
1: It's just a preseason game.
0: All right, all right, all right. Well, then, then, then what are we doing? If everything's just this and just that, it's, that's not a big deal, and this isn't a big deal. I mean, let's just let's just move on here. I, so I'm I'm fine. I was fine last week. I'm telling you, Russ had good practices on Wednesday and Thursday. Right. I was like, those are that was good. I was at Wednesday's oh, practice. Well, t- Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. Sorry. Right. And I was like, that is good. That's enough for me. And then I come on the air, and everybody's like, "Oh right, no, right, right, I got to play the game. You got to see." Him. I'm like, "Okay, fine." Right. And then he plays thirteen plays. You know who played
2: a little bit more than Russ?
1: Mace.
2: Mace! You're sneaky, there, Mace. Played it. What? Well, Why? Trying to get your attention. You just didn't look. I'm sorry. I'm just That's going. Okay. I'm going bananas. Yeah, I'm going
0: off. You're I'm raging about you're preseason occupied. play.
2: I'm actually. I'm going bananas
0: in a positive way. Because I'm telling you, I liked how the Broncos played. I did, too. I like how Sean Payton coached. I like what Russell Wilson did. I like, I like, I like, I like. I don't get
2: the frustration. I, I think I'm not,
0: I'm not frustrated. I'm just, like, getting no, fired not up. not you. A lot of people have. Oh, okay. About All this. Right. I, I don't get the or consternation are feeling, out there. you feeling people, like, they're mad
2: or upset about how the Broncos are playing? I mean, shoot, people, there are some people upset that, uh... About Vance Joseph because they gave up a a late-game drive. Okay, look. You've got a lot of guys that are at the very end of the roster, and there is a top-three pick at quarterback on the other side, okay? They've got a little bit of an advantage there to the 49ers in that scenario. So it goes. I promise this
0: will be the last time I bring it up because I think I'm bugging people with this. But, Andrew Mason, how do you grade yourself – in terms of NFL knowledge about rules, how the game's played, all that sort of
2: stuff. Uh, I'd probably say about a B. A B? Huh, really, Chad? We've got a B? We've got a guy who's a B? Well but still he's above average student we right, should right. ask him the question still. A lot of people, um, you know, may say I'm an A, but I I am hard on myself.
0: Ah, I got it. See, it's being self-deprecating. Yes. Listen, oh. to Listen to this. I
2: could have looked at that last time, last play to see if there was time left on the clock, but there would have had to be two seconds on the clock as the NFL rules T Rock and yeah. not one second. Zane Gonzalez wrong well. legged kicker will Pick up a touchback. Yeah,
1: for the human error element. Exactly. Like, it would. I think you know. It's preseason for the officials too. I think.
2: Mace, I was not aware of that rule for Saturday night, and it makes no sense to me. Why? Why would it be arbitrarily two seconds? If you haven't and not one? Adam Schefter hasn't heard of it. Chad Brown hasn't heard of it. So maybe we. Maybe I need to do a deep dive into the rule book here because it just. It, well, it's like 100 years of football between the three of us. No, it's ridiculous that Greg Papa would say it, and nobody's literally ever
1: heard of this Probably before. someone from the 49ers told him that's the 49ers broadcast. But, okay, so when you when you call a game, the replay officials will come and give you information on your unusual plays. So I'm assuming because it was after halftime, Greg Papa got some information from the replay official crew, which will clarify rule breakdowns. I'm assuming because it's... It would be very odd for Greg Papa to walk into the booth and just make something up. He's been at this far too long. There's no reason to even discuss it if you don't know the rule.
0: Now, I reached out to Steve Levy, and he did confirm, and we did check it out. It is a rule in college football. In fact, it's less than three seconds in college football. But we could not find any proof of it being a a rule in um, the NFL. All right,
2: I'm going to – okay.
1: And I don't want to – How are you searching it? That's my question. I'm I'm looking
2: for the phrases – uh, seconds and three and two seconds
1: in the rule book. Yeah, then it comes off you're going to get the 10-second runoff. You're going to get all those kind of things. I've well, already looked at
2: There, Yeah, there are 119 matches. I'm just going to go through all 119.
0: We can do that later. But yeah, but time. I'm sorry,
2: like two seconds, three seconds, that, that's arbitrary. Why, why wouldn't it be just one second? Then you say, okay, fine, you can review it any time. It just seemed like such a weird moment. To allow
1: a play to have one second, start a play with one second on the clock, and allow that to stand and be a, a thing, to go into action on the play yeah, But one Look second.
0: how stupid this is. Like a last-second basketball shot? Sorry, there was less than a second, so right. I'm not going to review. What? Yes. None yeah. of this makes any sense. You and can't. frankly, if you, if you really wanted to look at an NFL rule, why don't they do in basketball like they do, uh, do in football like they do in basketball? It's not just one second, is it? It's like tenths of seconds, that countdown. Like, uh, there's got to be a margin between zero and one as well. Why don't what, what, Why don't why they is, have... Why what is time?
2: Why don't they have tenths of a second on I, the clock I, in the I, NFL? I don't know. Why not? Why wouldn't they? They have the technology for it? Yeah. Why don't they? I mean, there should be tenths of a second on the play clock, but I would argue the whole thing on the play clock, how... They have this latitude if the play clock is zero, but they don't have to call it. Yeah, that is the stupidest I know thing imaginable. Why are you taking something that is clearly objective and putting a subjective thing on it? That no is no clue. And the rule is bonkers. so weird. It's like the the referee has to look up and see that it says zero. No, this is real simple. You go to you go to an NBA game. You go to a college basketball game. And it lights up around the backboard, red. right? When it, it lights up red, that's it. When the play clock hits zero, there should be lights that are like behind the on the uh, on the wall behind the end zone, and it should light up. And, and there it should be clear. tenths
0: of seconds between zero and one. Yes, yes.
2: this is not that hard. The NFL is a multi-billion-dollar industry; they can afford to do this. We
1: still measure first
2: downs with two sticks and a chain.
1: Exactly. How <laughs> stupid is that? There's so many dumb things about the NFL. It's so antediluvian on these things. It's (laughs) insane. Uh, I need
2: a spell check on antediluvian. Antediluvian?
0: That was well played. That um, that is going to kill me in Scrabble. It is.
2: Real check. KJ, do you think that antediluvian is a real world? Oh, trust me, it is. Oh, antediluvian. A-N-T-E-D-I-L-U-V-I-A-N. Two meanings. Either of be- belonging to the time before the biblical flood, <laughs> or ridiculously old-fashioned, which is what I'm getting at right nice, there. Nice. Andrew
0: Mason well the grammar gold star of the day. Hey. Antidiluvian. Grammar <laughs> Rodeo awesome. champion. I love that. That is fantastic. Thank you. Okay, well, that stuff. It is. You know what does trip me about the NFL? H- how many billions do they generate a year? What, what's the value per year of the They're NFL? trying to
1: bring in $25 billion a year as the goal. They're at uh, $19 wow. billion right now.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, first of all. That's right. awesome. Isn't it ridiculous that a $19 billion a year financial revenue-generating company Uses sticks. <laughs> Two sticks. Sticks and, and chains. chains. Sticks and chains and
2: doesn't. And, and, we and don't have, sometimes when it gets close, they break out the index cards. cards and, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> to put it down between the ball and the And we the don't have
0: tenths of seconds on play clocks, nor do things light up in different colors. And it's so judgmental or subjective yes. rather than objective. Exactly. It is truly antediluvian. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, there's that. And I'll, I won't, you know, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if you had heard that. Probably I
2: had Never heard of that until Saturday night, and you probably didn't hear it because I, I don't know if you went back and watched the Niners broadcast. Well, no reason to. Out in San Francisco, that's what they in the Bay Area. That's what they got. So right. that was on in the press box, and I had it. I had I had it in my ear from time to time. So what yeah. does the culture? The reason I guess I'm so emotional, upset about it
0: is I'm really encouraged by the Broncos. I am, mm-hmm. and I kind of want things to go their way at this point. And I just feel like, man, oh man, oh man, we cannot catch a break around here. It feels like uncertain things, although you know, let's face it, the Broncos kind of stepped in it when they could have just finished off that game and just had a, you know, a good feeling going home. But that being said, overall, the feeling out there was what, Miss? I
2: think it was positive by and large. I mean, I mean, there's still some concerns. I think are still some protection concerns out there as well, uh, pass protection. But I thought Javante looked pretty good. I think the fact that Jaleel McLaughlin. Had stacked a second game like that a better game than the one that he had, and if you look at those touchdowns i mean it 's not just blocking he is making a move on those plays to break it to break into the open field and get the scores this is This is not just oh he's got a hole he 's going through it he 's actually doing something himself to make those to make those runs significant um I thought, and I thought another good game uh, for the backup defensive lineman. I feel a lot better about the D line depth, Garcia and Henningson in particular than I did a couple of weeks ago. Are Garcia gonna make this team. He's right there. Yeah. Okay. He's on the bubble, but the good side of the bubble, not the bad side. Okay. I think. I think Garcia and Henningson look like your backup defensive ends right now. What are they gonna do with Purcell? Well, why would, Why don't you just keep him on the NFI list, see where he goes uh, into the season, and then if you've got an injury up front, then you you bring him in in October. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the route to take with him. Uh, Baron Browning, the same thing. I think what a lonely route,
0: might, though, for Mike, though. I mean, yeah. you know, you see him out there, Chad. He's not that's even, him. Yeah. he's
2: not allowed to practice with the rest of the team. No, because he's on the NFI. You can't. You've got to do things on your own. So you there, can't even have a coach with you. So you got him and the, him and Baron Browning on the side field and then... And Browning's on the uh, the pup, but it's different. You can do different things. You can things do with different things. The, yeah, the but NFL. you know, take your time. Just you have the luxury of time with both of those players. Mm-hmm. You have to do without them for the first four weeks, but let them finish getting back, and then there are inevitably going to be injuries. There are inevitably going to be guys going on injured reserve. That's probably
1: where your roster spots come for them. All right, well, happen. It, it works itself out naturally. The luxury of time does not exist for everybody. There will be people. Next week, after the Broncos' third preseason game, mm-hmm. where their time will run out. Yes. Who are your candidates who would be maybe a surprise whose time as a Bronco will run out? Ooh.
2: I mean, we had the conversation about uh, Garrett Bowles' contract on Friday. That was fascinating. I don't think they're going to cut him. I want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. But if you get into a if you get into a place where you say, "All right, maybe." we'd be okay going with Cam Fleming and Mike McGlinchey at our tackles. Maybe even kick the tires on Jason Peters, who says he wants back in for one more year mm-hmm. uh, to provide some O-line depth and maybe plug in somewhere. And that, even if you brought in Jason Peters, how much would he cost? $3 million? Be cheap, yeah. Yeah. would still end up saving eight point eight million on the exchange, man. You
0: know what's crazy? I'll give you a crazy scenario, because we just got this news today. If you cut bulls, you bring in Peters, you'd have Plenty of money, if you cared, to make a deal for Jonathan Taylor.
1: Jonathan Taylor's uh, the Colts are asking for a first-round pick. Report. Yeah, they're not going to get. They're not going to do that. But they got to start up top. They got to start high. Yeah. Well, that that ain't going to happen.
2: You know, the interesting thing about that whole dynamic in Indianapolis is you got a young quarterback in Anthony Richardson, right? Mm-hmm. What is one thing that you could have on your roster that would help that young quarterback get his feet under him? A running back to take the pressure off. If I were the Colts, and ordinarily I'm like, I don't, don't pay the running back because uh, it's a high attrition position and you know the, the wear and tear accumulates quickly. Wear and tear accumulates quickly. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. But in the case of the Colts, you have a cost-control quarterback for the next five years in Richardson. You want to bring him along. I'd be like, JT, what do you want? Because you actually fit what we're trying to do and how we're trying to help this young man to a T. It would make all the sense in the world, but that doesn't. But things appear to be too fractured between Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. All
0: right, back to um, Chad's question. Bulls, you know, it's interesting, but un- unlikely. Highly highly unlikely.
2: Yes, highly unlikely. I want to make that very clear. I do not think that's going to happen. Interesting,
0: highly unlikely. Who else? Ooh, we know Alberto.
2: Yeah. But I mean, he's but what he
0: got zero targets. He's not part of the plan. It's two games. He's blocking. He's
2: actually doing some good things has a as nice a block. Block on the McLaughlin touchdown he, run. He's stacking some good work as a run blocker. In uh huh.
0: You, you're gonna trust Alberto to block Max Crosby?
2: I'm not. First or, or of all, should I
0: go through the rest of I the defensive not, ends? and outside all, linebackers I am that not would eat
2: him for lunch. I am not isoling a tight end on Max Crosby. I wouldn't if want it's up to me. I wouldn't have Alberto block your daughter
0: doing an Irish dance. <laughs> <laughs> Man, why? She would take a clog to his head, and it would be it would be lights out. Night, night. <laughs> I have to tell her that <laughs> she. It's just hey, it's not Alberto's thing. You're not going to keep him around for that reason. That's he's gone. He's gone. Guys, come on. He probably he's, he's is.
2: He's probably on the wrong side of the bubble. Yeah.
0: It's a redundant position because they've got enough guys that they're not going to yeah. get the ball to. Guys, they're going to struggle to get the ball to Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Albert O? What? For what? Twelve targets for the year? Come on. yeah. It's just money better spent other places.
1: He's the most explosive player in the tight end room.
2: I That's- think he saves him a million bucks, too. I mean, it's not That's like It's nothing because his- it's the last year of his rookie contract and he was a fourth-round pick. It's negligible what you pick up okay. from cutting him, so... Got bye bye. You know what? Anybody I, else? For a while, I thought Cream Jackson might be on the bubble, but I think he's oh, going to stay. No way, I think they, too many injuries. They need they need him back there, as was said, and as a few good men. They need. Why him was that Frank well. Clark out there in the fourth quarter? Okay, um, basically in terms of how they were using their top four edges, they were rotating them in back and forth pretty liberally. So you started off with, of course. Jonathan, Jonathan Cooper and Randy Gregory, and then you platoon Nick Benito and Frank Clark in there, and it went back and forth throughout the first three quarters. I mean, only, Gregory only came out there start of the fourth quarter. He was actually on the field for the quarter break, and then Peyton kind of motioned him and motioned him over, gave him a fist bump, and said, "Hey, you're you're good." Okay. So Gregory, so they were all playing deep, but it was just. It was interesting. Well, what
0: about Clark's response? I don't know. Uh, you know, you had to ask the coaches. One of those, those type of responses. Well,
2: I guess he hasn't uh, played that deep into the preseason in a long, long time. Oh, so
1: nothing to see here.
2: I think there's less to it than there might seem on the surface. It's
1: just hurt feelings on Frank Clark's part. You know, yeah. that's all.
2: They made it pretty <laughs> okay. Yeah, seems weird to me. But the way they were using him, and, and, I mean, I, th- I think both, cause I think both, uh, Clark and Benito got out there for reps like on the first series. So they started shuffling the two pairs pretty early in the game. And I think that may be what we end up seeing going into the regular season that the the four, the four players in terms of quality, they're relatively close to each other because Benito has made strides and Cooper has made strides that you might see them basically be kind of 50-50. Does Justin Simmons need to participate in football
0: before the season begins?
2: I think you want him practicing that week before the yeah. Raiders game. But until, then, him, huh? until then, you're good, good on everything else.
1: I'd love to see him. I'd love to get him involved in some full-speed tackling drills. He, that safety position, the open fieldness of those tackles is maybe the most difficult tackles on the football field. And you need him to literally save you on those explosive plays. And if his angles are poor, if his technique is poor, right. that's six points. So I understand we're concerned about him being healthy, but if we want him to be effective, maybe we – I've been on teams where we've set up specific tackling drills for someone like a Justin Simmons. He's not going to play in the preseason, but, hey, third and fourth running backs – after practice, you're coming over here, and we're going to set this up to get this guy the necessary reps so he can be confident going no. to game one.
0: It begs the question, how much football do you need to play football? You know, that that sort of, you know. If
1: I were Justin Sims, I would be incredibly uncomfortable going into the Raiders game, and I haven't done one single full-speed tackle until then. I, how can you possibly be confident in your technique, your form, your angles? So, you'd like to see him out there this week, then, when they go join practice. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Get something in. Yeah, but yeah. they're not going
0: to tackle the ground in the joint practice. No, and they're
2: not going to do it in the Broncos practice. However, there will be, there will almost certainly be a practice that first week before the Raiders game that is full pads. Yeah. That is full tilt. I think Sean Payton will use the. 14 full pad practices at his disposal this year. Sometimes yeah. you leave some coaches and leave some on the table. And I don't think I don't no, think no, I they can. will. McGlinchio is having yeah. a hard
0: time <laughs> during training camp while he was healthy. He hasn't been back now. He'll miss like three weeks, I suppose, until opening night, uh, opening afternoon. So, how do we know that he's even good to go or even close good to go?
2: It's a good question. I mean, at least with Simmons, it looked like. He was pretty ready to go at the start of camp. That he was the star of the that's camp. The, that's he the was, thing in his favor right now is that it looked like he arrived ready. ready. Yeah. yeah, not McGlinchey. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you gotta some of it is you gotta get him out there and hope you can get up get him up to speed fast enough.
0: And of course, the biggest question is Russell. Let's dig into that coming up next. The drive on Denver Sports Station. 104 3 the fan.
1: Oh, man, I had a good time in St. Louis this week. Hey, hey, hey. What you got to say? I Who? like how you didn't play the Mace version of this song. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> but it would have been <laughs> apropos because Mace was just here. Uh, what you got to say? I was watching Dolan Arenado.
0: Actually, he had a home run in the game I saw. They lost by 11 runs though. Hollywood Swingers. Nice, nice deal that Nolan Arenado made. You know, their record's almost as bad as the Rockies. See how the Rockies lost over the weekend? I did not. They were up they going uh they were up by two. This is yesterday, right? They were up by two. Yep. Going in the eighth, and they gave up like seven runs. Then I think they they allowed a couple more runs just for fun. So they lost by like five or seven, I don't know, just uh <laughs> I don't know what to say about the Rockies. When when does basketball and hockey start? When when do we get going with those guys? Soon,
1: hundred hundred losses,
0: right? If it's never happened in their. Um, it's never happened to them before. Ninety eight or ninety nine? I want to say ninety eight. I don't even think they've lost ninety nine. Yeah, I know they got they're a,
1: close. They flirted with. They it.
0: They got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> they worked real hard. I mean, you're blowing. You're blowing two run leads in the eighth inning on a game that you kind of got locked down. I mean, you're you're uh you're going the extra mile. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite thing about Russell Wilson? Let's stay positive on good old uh, RW. What'd you like about Russell?
1: Uh, I liked his decisiveness. Instead of trying to spin and pirouette in the pocket and buy extra time based on who knows what, there seemed to be a decisive nature about him. I, I still think he needs some work before the Raiders game, uh, particularly with his progressions. Matching the progressions and the footwork up, so he can release the pass without being forced to scramble. Yeah. Because some of those passes, the receivers were open downfield, but the footwork wasn't matching. So then he took off. So it needs to be a, a little bit more of a cohesive progressions, footwork, release the ball for you know what we the inverse of what we saw the last well the first two games. So I'm still pleased with the progress.
0: How many uh, drives do you think a team has per game?
1: Nine, 10, 11? Uh, hey, what are you
0: going to give me? Just uh,
1: I'd say a minimum of eight and a uh, maximum of 13 or 14. Nah, let's just settle in on 10 then.
0: maybe okay. even. Russ ran the ball four times in that drive. Mm-hmm. Out of 13 plays, he ran the ball four times. It's too much. he would be averaging 40 rushes a game. It's too much. Too much, right? Yeah. We don't want Russ running 40 times a game. Operate from the pocket. Use your your eyes and your progressions. That's. Now, of course, you're not going to have 13 play drives every drive. So, you know, maybe you cut that in half. But but still, how often do you want Russ using his feet ish?
1: Not that often. Four times a game would be max. Because then now we're at 40. Uh, 28. So now we're at 68 carries over the course of the season. If he's carrying the ball 70 times, that's too many. I said four
0: times. One got called back because of the penalty, but that doesn't mean he didn't run. He right. still ran. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have the risk and the, the possible injury and the hitting and all that. It doesn't matter if the play comes back or not. That's what happened. That's why I give Russ credit, too, for that. what should have been a completion to Javante Williams right off the bat. He had a good night. He had a good night. He had a good, solid drive.
1: What did you think about the revealing of the uh, pounds lost well, um Because
0: it that was, that wasn't Russ. Oh, I know. That's uh, Sean Payton being Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, what do I think about that? I think it's fine as long as you win. I think uh, if you start losing, it becomes one of these, like, I can't trust that guy. He's it, it, The problem with the way Sean Payton revealed it, he was just a little too casual, and there's no way he thought about Russ not revealing it clearly Russell did not want to put a number on it
1: it's clear do we have any idea why
0: um because this is my theory this is my theory I asked him just last week were you really happy with the way the flow has progressed from the beginning of camp because they had some really good practices Mm -hmm. but to admit that the flow had improved would be to admit that there was something wrong in the first place
1: Right, and then we got the Russ answer where he named everybody on the offense. Correct. Yes. He, he
0: couldn't land the plane. He was. Right. <laughs> oh, he was a little bit lost there. Yes. So my theory is, why doesn't he want to say the number? Because it would be admitting um, a, a failure in the first place. So I'm, I'm just in shape. I'm good to go. I'm ready to play. Rather than saying, "Hey, I lost 15 pounds," you know, it's just it's it's um I don't think it's an ego thing as much as it's his neutral. Thinking mindset that he's really bought into. It's just his, you know, who he is, who he's trying to be. And he's like that all the time. It's like an actor, like a method actor that's playing a role and just never gets out of that role. I think he really believes in that neutral thinking approach and that part of it is to not dwell on things that are negatives ever. It's it's odd. And I'll tell you this. When Kay Adams interviewed him one-on-one, it was terrific. He was much more... Human about it. I like eating mac and cheese. You know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know. She was funny because she says, "Well, I've been hearing about the fifteen pounds." I'm like, "No, you haven't." You, you, you. Sean Payton was the first guy to ever utter those numbers to you thirty seconds ago. You haven't been hearing all about it, but but she did a good job. She's a very good interviewer. She's a very good. Interviewer.
1: And the fact that she's an attractive woman, clearly loosened Russ up because that was the loosest I've seen Russ talk to a reporter this
0: year. I thought it was great. And I would encourage, for whatever it's worth for me, Russ just to have more moments like that. And in all honesty, if he did, listen, man. You're going to have to be a lot more attractive
1: if you want to get that out of Russ.
0: Because you don't well, have what Kay Adams has. I mean, we are we are looking at uh, me and Mace and Troy Rank <laughs> and Jeff Legwald and Mike Kliss. Well, I mean, at least
1: Kliss is tall.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: It was too easy, man. It was two. You named the four shortest guys in Denver well, media one standing, after another. I told you that's who's standing
0: there. <laughs> the camera guys love us. <laughs> we, we look like the extras in the Shire.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's,
1: cool. no, that's too funny. I can see all four of you guys in like some police lineup. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. No, Thank man. you for the laugh. Thank you. You got it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we hear a bell. We think it's Willie Walker.
1: You said it. I didn't. I had all kind of jokes in my head, but no. I like. I like. I like all four of you dudes. All four of you guys you should, are great. You should see us when a plane flies <laughs> overhead. The plane. <laughs> I could keep going. Oh. Uh, see, I'm on a I'm on a jokey relationship level with you, but as other guys, I'm not quite on that level, so I feel a little uncomfortable. Oh, whatever
0: you do, don't don't tell Troy Reiki short. <laughs> he will he, he will come after you. He's like a honey badger. <laughs> he will destroy. <laughs> Uh, We should just bring Jake Shapiro over to make us feel better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Stop it. All right,
0: all All right, right, all right. All right, so, Russ, just more human moments would be cool. Yes. But I I told you, like... There's all sorts of Russes. There's a million Russes. I told you, it's Mm -hmm. like the Barbie movie. Right. There's a million different Barbies out there. There's Mm -hmm. Weird Barbie. There's President Barbie. There's Lawyer Barbie. There's Stereotypical Barbie. You know, go see the movie. You know what I'm talking about. There's only one Ken. And Ken is me and me is Ken. Mm -hmm. And that's friend. And he's got a pal named Alan. That's it. But the Barbies are all over the place. And that's what I realized about Russ. He's all over. There's there's a million different Russes. What's your favorite Russ? Football Russ. Football football Russ is my favorite Russ. You don't like
1: late night Russ in the bed with Sierra? Using his late-night DJ voice. Yo, Seattle, we got it done. That's not your favorite, Russ? Time for y'all to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go to bed. You don't like um, mirrored shade, Russ? I passed the house of LRNC in the
0: airport in the Southwest Terminal. Uh-huh. On my way, my way, my my I almost said it,
1: way home yesterday. I almost stopped. It's small. That's small. It's a store. It's not a kiosk. It's, it's a store.
0: It's so much funnier to say it's a kiosk,
1: but it's not. It's like a store. Okay. You have to, you have to, entrance you walk through. It's not just a yeah. stand in the middle of the aisle. I think
0: I might just. Blocking keep, your ways. Trying I get just, to get to C37. Yeah, but I might just call it a kiosk because okay. it's just funnier to say. All right. then you buy earbuds, maybe a, you know, a salad and, uh, you know, maybe, a, you know, a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> That Southwest, that's Southwest man, is that's no joke what they got out there at the old airport. The airport's coming together. Our airport's uh by the way, the DIA airport, what a pain in the butt compared to all the other airports out there. Do we just have the biggest air the biggest it, and the most pain-in-the-butt airport that exists? It used to
1: be so simple and clean and easy. Why and is it that
0: every other airport, you get off the plane, you walk like 15
1: feet, and you're outside? You, you're not DIA. Particularly if you're at new Southwest Terminal and you're way... Oh, my God. Gate 68, it's like, I've got Dude, a seven-mile walk. I had to hire a Sherpa. <laughs> you think DIA is bad. Go to Atlanta. Atlanta's, Atlanta's bad. bad, too. They got all the trains in Atlanta. Salt Lake City does have the longest walk of all the airports I've right? been to in the last five years. All right. I'm in shape, and I was like, this is a long walk. i hate for my grandmother to be here. How's, did- how's, how's your grandmother doing? <laughs> <laughs> she all right? She's all right. <laughs>
0: okay. All right, we get our guy Scrappy Will. He'll join us as uh, we we look at what is going to happen the rest of this week. And I think it was a positive. I think overall was really, really positive. Uh, we'll get Scrappy Will's take on it as we get ready for the Rams to to come to town, this is the drive on the fan. 1043, the fan.
1: All right,
0: here we go. We got Emacs. Uh, yeah. Jack, Jack Brown. Scrappy Will. You know you what got Scrappy Will is? Yeah, back there, KJ. What Scrappy Will? He's tall. He is tall. He might be taller than you. He is taller than me. Yeah. 6'4". Man, all that unrealized potential. <laughs> no. I can always use my height as an excuse. I don't know what you, you know. I just wanted to shoot the three, man. And the high school coaches <laughs> did not love that. <laughs> You're playing 3A basketball. You're the tallest guy on the court. Go this get side. me. Did they make you be a center? Were you a back to the basket uh, guy? Yeah, center bench warmer. <laughs> you couldn't even get, get some PT there? Because you can't I got, dunk. I got some time. I got some time. Six, I'm selling myself a little short. 6'4 and can't dunk. No.
1: No. no
0: but, but you guys will get a kick out of this. So yeah. the three guys, that the big men, were me, this kid Ben Stewart, this kid Max Weepking. Ben Stewart goes and begs his way to walk on at UConn. Who was the coach up there? Jim, uh, uh, Jim Calhoun. hmm. Begs his way. Gets on the team, wins a national title with UConn. Has the ring and everything. I'm watching him on the end of the bench. Other kid uh, goes and walks on in Arizona. Plays for Sean Miller. Is best friends with Derek Williams, who's the number 2 overall pick in the draft. Wow. They played each other in the Elite Eight. Wheat King was on one bench. Ben Stewart was on another bench. That's crazy. And I was drinking at a bar in Columbia, Missouri. (laughs) You know, Syracuse always had those guys. Because in basketball, there's no even pretense that the guys on the end of the bench are ever going to play? I
2: mean, oh, they would get in when like UConn was playing. I don't know Oh Saint Bonaventure. You had to be up, and they're up ninety three thirty seven. I was going left
0: like forty would have to be the rough yeah. number yes. mm-hmm. for those guys to get any kind of shine. Um, there were always two or three of those dudes on every team every year at Syracuse. So the fact that your buddies got to be those dudes is pretty cool. Yeah, the fact that a, kids that got, got to play at UConn and Zona, those are two real programs. They are. Um, and I guess you got to do something to have, I mean, they could have any guy from any fraternity come and just sit on the bench at the end of the bench. Perfect the towel waving at the end of the bench. You know what you probably got to do? You got to probably really practice hard. You <laughs> probably got to, yes. you know, really hustle and practice. Mm-hmm. And that does set you apart.
1: You got to set the tone and conditioning in the wet room. Yeah. And you got to be willing to just not play at all. Which
0: I don't know, man. I would struggle with. I really would. Like, yeah, but he like got to be friends with Kemba Walker and Hashim to That was kind of cool. I guess, man. But you still, the, the, the torture with that is you got to do everything else. You got to be at the weightlifting. You got to be at the practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be this, that, the other thing, man. But you're never going to play. I mean, I get it. You got a good seat on the bench. I mean, I guess that's enough for you. For some kids, perhaps it is.
1: Would you have rather gone to a small school? and played a lot, and no one saw you, mm. and be on the bench at a big school?
0: I would always rather play. i go to a smaller school and play.
1: Every time? How about you? Oh, I think bench at a big school. I, mean, <laughs> I dude, love it. Dude, he won a, he won a national, national championship. You won a natty.
0: It wouldn't matter to me. But, it wouldn't matter to me. I, I couldn't I couldn't handle that. I would not handle but it.
1: But at UConn, at some point, they're going to have an anniversary for that national championship. He gets invited. But the guys He's re- flown in I for will, it.
0: I would never think the guys that were playing would truly respect me. I would never think that, and I it would be embarrassing to me. Well, their Friend, their friendships would say otherwise because yes. they were both no, no, no. legit friends. No, with I'm not, all those I'm not guys. saying that's the way it is. I'm just telling you my perspective of gotcha. it. it. It could be completely different, and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Also, I, I got it. You know, perhaps it's going to teach you a bigger lesson in life. Who knows? Matt Hishby is a billionaire, and that was his role at Michigan State. Right. So I'm not saying it can't translate. But at some point, when you're in college, aren't you going to get you know move forward with your life? Uh, what are you doing? I mean, mom and dad might be asking some questions. I'm just assuming they had straight A's and they were good students and had... Other things going on in their life. I mean, Weed King's a big-time agent now. He gets shouted out from Woj every once in a while. So there you go. There's a, there's
1: a purpose to it because he went into something. He learned how to support the players, and yeah. he does that now as his career.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's a positive thing. Yes. So there's some sort of formative takeaway from it. Mm-hmm. How the hell do we get into this, by the
1: way? I, I asked you guys the question. Really? Well, I, mean, well, seriously. How, we, I, we, I said how, asked how tall he was. Yeah. We made a couple of jokes. Yeah. He gave us the story, and now we're here.
0: Right, and at the end of the day, if I was ever the best player on any team I was ever on, that team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Scrappy Will, give uh, Russell Wilson a grade. I- I'd give him a solid A. I, I just wish right? he had played more. That- that's my biggest rant. Do you think Sean Payton uh, fibbed? Yes, he fibbed, and pulling him after one series was a giant mistake. Will you explain why coming up? And I'll give you my surprise cut that I didn't get to give to you in chat. Oh my god, no. I wrote it down. I'm sorry. Give it to us right now. Give it to us. Give Where's us that, that one right now. He's a household name, but he's not making the team. Kendall Hinton. Oh. I saw him make a block and I saw him miss a block.
1: He's I can just, see that. I can see that. We, we love we, you, Kendall. We, we appreciate, appreciate what, what you did. Kendall's going
0: to be down though. So even with so you they, got they like signed an XFL dude today. Who had 127 yards and two touchdowns in the
1: XFL championship.
0: So our Hall of Famer you're predicting the Hall of Fame or Kendall Henson. Hall of Fame gloves. They're hard to find in the Hall of Fame, by the way. I've seen them though. We found them. Yeah, it takes a while. Not easy. Scrappy Will's coming up next. Stick around! Thanks, Will.